You're listening to Vincenzo Landino on the Brand Boost Podcast, powered by Zoom. With me today on the podcast is Janet Murray. Uh, she is a journalist, but she specializes in helping entrepreneurs and other types of businesses uh, understand PR. A little bit interesting, but I swear to you, this will be a great show. How are you, Janet? I'm good, thank you. And I was just telling you before we got on the call that it is unusually hot in the UK. I'm based just outside London and I am sweltering, which is quite an unusual thing. I have never been to London. Really? Never. I've never been to the UK. Wow. Well, it's normally cold and wet and rainy, but not at the moment. We're having a bit of a heat wave, which means it's about like 80 degrees or something. And we're all complaining about it a lot. So everything they say about the UK, that it's rainy all the time, is true. (laughs) It's not strictly true. It's normally okay for a couple of weeks in the summer. And I live in the South where it can be quite nice, but it's just a bit unpredictable. So I'm going on holiday to to Jersey next week, which is just off the coast of France. And uh, who knows what will happen next week? (laughs) Well, listen, I want to spend some time with you today and talk about your unique positioning um, and helping businesses with PR. I know you just recently launched a book uh, about two weeks ago. So we'll talk a little bit about the book as well. Um, And I want to give some practical, I want, well, I don't, I want you to give some practical advice to entrepreneurs and um, other businesses that need help with PR. You know, it's a very interesting because public relations seems to have gotten very convoluted lately, especially with social media and the, the way news spreads so quickly now. Um, but I I find it and I hear it a lot that there's so many that have no idea how to get uh, a press release out, how to find journalists, uh, to contact. And, um, and most times they expect these journalists to take their news and run with it. And oftentimes it's not really newsworthy. So, uh, I think you can offer some insight there. I know you write for the guardian, right? Yeah. So my background is I've I've been working as a journalist and editor in the UK for the last 15 years, but I've pretty much written for most of the nationals in in the UK and also written for the Huffington Post and Entrepreneur and some sort of large news sites like that. Yeah. And basically my business story is that I noticed very early on in my career that people were terrible at selling stories into the media. So I would just see these like dreadful press releases and pitches that people had sent and I'd be sat there thinking, why would you think anybody would be interested in this? Like, who who thought of this? And what really upset me, because I've always been freelance, I've always worked for myself, and I've always had my own business, is that I would see that often these press releases had come from people from, from who were paying people like me who were paying PR companies to represent them and they were sending out these god awful press releases and pitches and I'd just be like that's why my book's called your press release is breaking my heart because seriously these these things were, were breaking my heart so I, I almost must have had this kind of entrepreneurial spirit so having noticed that people were terrible at this I thought well I'll tell you what I'll do if they don't know how to do this I'll teach them how to do it better so I started running workshops in London and that they grew into sort of bigger conference style events and then I started teaching people online and and that's kind of really brought me to where I am today that's very sorry about that (laughs) I lost uh lost connection for a second um that is incredibly an interesting journey especially because you kind of came into it you're not coming to it and you're saying well I work in PR you actually have experience on knowing what is 
good. And I, I hate to use the word good because it's so not explanatory, but it really is right. You, you just know what is, uh, what's attractive and what's not. So, um, I'll, we'll talk about your book a little later. Let's jump into a couple questions. Why do entrepreneurs or why do they not need PR firms or press releases in today's uh, digital landscape or just in today's landscape in general? Well, there's so many reasons, but the first one I think is that as an entrepreneur, you know and love your business like nobody else. And the thing is that journalists aren't really interested in talking to PR firms. They're interested in talking to you, in, the, in finding out the story, the, the thing that motivated you to do what you do. And as a journalist, you know, I can I can tell you this firsthand is that when the phone goes, you pick up the phone and it's somebody saying, hey, it's so-and-so and I'm from so-and-so PR, your heart almost sinks because what you want to do is you want to speak to the business owner. You want to speak to the person behind it. You don't want to have to wait for somebody to... to get the permission to, to do an interview or whatever. So so I think that, I mean, that's a really important one is that journalists are much more interested in speaking to business owners themselves. But also, I think that there's just some, a lot of bad practice out there. Now, I have to kind of preface this by saying there are some really, really good PR people out there. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I personally could recommend some. However, there's an awful lot of bad practice. And there's an awful lot of people who think PR is just about writing a press release and sending it out to a bunch of journalists and then kind of crossing their fingers and hoping that something will happen. But I I like to see it a little bit like dating. So just as you wouldn't go up to to a load of people in a bar with the same chat up line because everybody's different and everybody likes different things, then PR is exactly the same. So every single publication or program that you might want to be featured in is different. It's got a slightly different audience. They run slightly different content. So if you go in there with the same chat up line, which is essentially a press release, and you say exactly the same thing to each publication or program, you're going to get knocked back or you're going to get ignored. And it's, it's pretty counterproductive, but amazingly, that's the kind of practice that I've seen going on for years as a journalist. So people who just hire PR firms just to send out pointless press releases for them. And in my experience, entrepreneurs are normally pretty scrappy. They're normally really resourceful. And this stuff isn't rocket science, you know, as an entrepreneur, you'll know that if you want to make a connection with somebody like a particular thought leader that you want to connect with or somebody you might want to work with in the future, what do you do? You just look them up online. You find out a little bit about them. You think about the best way to reach out to them. And you think about you go into it, not with a kind of what can this person do for me, but you go into it with a, OK, how can I how can I approach this person with a proposition which is about them, about how I can help them and how I can serve them? And so I think entrepreneurs they know how to do this stuff anyway. So all you're doing is transferring it over to the media. And it's none of this stuff is complicated stuff. It's just kind of common sense. So it almost pains me sometimes to see entrepreneurs spending out on this stuff because they're quite capable of doing it themselves. And journalists prefer it too. So you said there were some bad ones. Do you have any examples off the top of your head? You don't have to give specific like who (laughs) it was, but just curious because, you know, it's, I always like to hear, and I, and I know the, the listeners like to hear or know what is bad. And, and I agree with you. I've seen so many, and I've worked with so many clients where, I mean, I don't work on the PR side at all. So, but I still, it passes through, you know, my view and I see what they do. And it's, they just send these mass blasts out to every media contact they have with the same cover letter, the same everything. And they just like, 
for immediate release and they expect it to be released and that's it. I think mm-hmm. that's what they do. But what, from your experience, what have you seen that's bad? Like in terms of examples, I'd love to know. Um, the main things are exactly that. So, so just sending the same thing out to everybody, getting people's names wrong. So, mm-hmm. you know, sort of sending hi Peter when the person you're emailing is Paul or uh, sending out blasts on, on social media. So I, I specialized for years. I was an education specialist. And so I would get a tweet from somebody with a story idea. And then I'd look down my Twitter feed and see that they'd said exactly the same story to all the other education correspondents on the nationals. And I'm like, why would you do that? Like, I've just immediately gone off your idea. <laughs> if I was interested at all, I've now gone off it because journalists, obviously, they, they love exclusives. So getting people's names wrong, hassling. I mean, that's another thing that people do. So not only do they send these pointless press releases, but then they ring up like millions of times to ask ask if you've got them or what's the point of that you know as a journalist you you know if you see a great idea you literally feel it in your stomach and when somebody sent sent me a great idea I would literally just kind of pick up the phone and probably call them and say I love your idea I'm on deadline at the moment but just hold there I'll be back in touch with you in a couple of hours you just know when you see a great idea but you get people chasing and the other Mm. thing would be arguing so you'd say to somebody like no that one's not right for us and if you're like me, I was generally, you know, I was generally very polite to people. So I would say, yeah, it's not for us. And they might say why, and I'd tell them why. And then they go, well, I think you're wrong because I think this, this, and this. And, you know, that's a bad move as well because <laughs> it's kind of quite arrogant and uh, <laughs> it doesn't go down well with journalists. And I think also just this thing about not understanding what a story is. I mean, I think fundamentally, the media and, and getting media coverage is just about telling stories. And all of us are great storytellers we know how to entertain our friends you know when we meet up with our friends for a drink or a coffee we know the stories to tell them that are going to make them laugh or make them cry or get them angry or outraged or whatever we don't tell them the story about how we emptied the dishwasher or we cleaned the loo or whatever but I find a lot of people when they are looking to get press coverage they almost revert to that kind of mode like they've got great stories to tell but somehow they're telling the kind of media equivalent of I just cleaned the loo or uh, I've just emptied the dishwasher or something and and um they tell stories or try to sell stories into the media that even they wouldn't be interested in reading and so i think often there's just a real kind of just lack of understanding about what the media is interested in reporting they're not interested in reporting things that are run of the mill or ordinary it's generally things that are a bit extraordinary things that are a bit unusual or things that that make you feel something and you know it could be that you know you feel they make you feel angry even i mean i I had a piece in the independent one of the the big uk newspapers the other day which was about they've changed the assessment system for how they assess children in schools and i've got a 10 year old and i got my daughter's report through and i was like what what is this like (laughs) this doesn't make sense it's ridiculous so i ended up writing a piece for the independent about it and the the reason they're interested in me writing about that is because not everybody will agree with me. So some people will say, yes, you're right. Other people will say, you're talking rubbish. This new system is much better. And it really is about kind of finding those those stories that, that people actually care about. And I find that a lot of people, a lot of PR companies, they're just pitching things like, oh, this organization that no one's ever heard of has won this award that nobody's ever heard of. Or this company has appointed a new marketing manager or whatever it might be, just really kind of unremarkable stuff. And I often talk to people about the Facebook test. So if you're thinking about pitching a story into the media, just imagine posting your story or actually do it. I mean, I do it sometimes to test out ideas. (laughs) Uh, Post your story idea onto your personal Facebook wall 
and just see what happens if people comment on it and like it there's probably something slightly interesting in it if people are divided about your idea and they're maybe arguing amongst themselves you know you've probably got a great media story idea and and that's free right doing that is free um yeah as yeah, opposed to, and not that i don't i think not that a press releases cost anything but um if you're hiring a pr firm it does. So it, your book, I, I haven't read it, but your book, um, your press release is breaking my heart. Mm-hmm. Tell the audience a little bit about what insights um, your book gives. Um, and then, of course, we'll link it in the show notes as well for y- you listeners. You guys can um, grab this book. But tell us a little bit about what inspired you. Obviously, we know what inspired you, but what does the book give uh, in terms of value to the audience on this subject? So my book was inspired. It's called Your Press Release is Breaking My Heart, a totally unconventional guide to telling your story in the media. And it really was inspired by seeing these awful press releases and seeing that entrepreneurs and small business owners like me were paying people to send out these dreadful press releases. So basically what I do is I take people through step by step. It's always like a mini course in a book. In fact, there are some downloadable materials. If you if you buy the book, then you can you can sign up for for each chapter. And basically I take people through step by step. So I start with the question, you know, what is PR? Because like you said, right at the beginning, for some people, that's really difficult because everything's so blurred now, isn't it? You know, people, people sometimes come to me and they say they want help with PR. And I talk to them for a bit and actually, actually what you're talking about is social media. And um, I think people struggle now to see the difference between social media. So big sites like the Huffington Post or Entrepreneur Forbes, are, are they, is that kind of PR getting coverage somewhere like that? Is, is that the same as being in the New York Times or whatever? So I think, so I, initially I, I talk about, you know, what actually is PR and what PR isn't. And I tackle that bit first. And then I, I teach people when I first started doing this, I used to teach people like the complicated stuff. So I'd be like, here's how to write a press release, even though I don't like them that much, but here's, here's how to do it. If you have to do it, here's how to write a pitch to a journalist. Here's how to find journalist contact details. But what I realized quite early on was that actually for some people that was a bit too overwhelming and too much. So what I teach people now, and I teach this in the book is how to go after the low hanging fruit. So initially I teach people how to find journalists that are already looking for help with stories. So there's hashtags that you can use on Twitter in the UK. We have journal request in the U S there's help a reporter out has a hashtag. Yeah. And you just pop on there and you'll see journalists who are actually saying, Hey, I'm writing something on this, or I'm making a program on this. You know, can you help? Brilliant. There's also media inquiry services that you can sign up for. Like we have response source in the UK, again, help a reporter out in the US or source bottle mm-hmm. in Australia. And so you can sign up for those. You can normally get a free trial or they are free anyway, so that you can get daily alerts in your inbox from journalists who are already looking for help with stories. You're not having to pitch them or do any of that sort of scary stuff. And just simple things like changing your your Twitter biog, for example, so that journalists, you know, they don't generally work nine to five. So making sure you're contactable all the time and that you're your your biogs, not just Twitter, but all of your social media biogs mm-hmm. would tell a journalist what you know what you do. So they're the kind of things I start with, just the low hanging fruit, the easy stuff. And then I progress on to, okay, well, where do you go if you actually want to start coming up with ideas and, and start pitching them into the media? How do you put a pitch together? How do you know what makes a story and come up with some ideas for some stories? So I've got lots of practical exercises about that. And then how to find journalist contact details, which again is not difficult, but I teach people a few tricks about how to do that quickly and, and to save yourself some people will end up spending money on on a contact list which i think is a waste of time can you give us one of those tips 
Just one. Yeah, so... Yeah, so just Twitter. I mean, Twitter's a search engine. If I want to find any, I was doing it this morning, actually, for a client. If I want to find an, the assistant editor of the New York Times money section or whatever, I'll just go and have a look on Twitter. <laughs> and if I can't find it on Twitter, I'll look on LinkedIn. And, you know, this stuff is not rocket science. It's 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 there, out for you. And um, so I teach people how to do that. Also, I've picked up a few little tricks about, because once you've got their name, then you have to work out the email format. And so sometimes that, mm-hmm. you know, that can be a bit tricky. So I've got a few tricks that I share on how how to find the email format and just kind of what to say. A lot of people make a big mistake in their email pictures where they spend three paragraphs giving their life story, you know, like I was born in this hospital and my mum said this or whatever. And like, actually you need to kind of cut to the chase and get straight to the point. So I teach people how to do that and how to know what to put in your pitch, what to leave out, how to write a great email subject header, that kind of thing. And also just dealing with because you know journalists are people they don't they're not they they react in different ways so what happens if you get ignored what happens if they come back and say no what happens if they say yes and also I've got a little bit in there about just dealing with the emotional side of it because I think if you haven't been in the media before and you're opening yourself up to criticism basically if you start writing stuff for the Huffington Post or you start being interviewed for I don't know, in the UK, we have the Daily Mail, which is very, very controversial, then you might get people posting negative stuff about you online. I mean, you know, mostly not, but it can happen. So how to prepare for that? If you're going to be on TV and radio, how to prepare for the fact that you might have some negative stuff said about you and 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 how to decide what you want to share and what you don't want to share and all that kind of stuff. So it works for a little bit of that. Also, I look a little bit more broadly at some other ways that you can promote yourself. So through guest posting, for example, or doing like what I'm doing today is you know, pitching your, you pitch yourself to podcasts where you think that you've got a, an audience that might be interested in some of the expertise that you've got and, and how you can help, you know, build your audience and promote your, your business by, by doing that kind of thing, how to, how to get guest posts, how to be a Huffington Post blogger, that kind of thing, and also how to get speaking gigs. So I, I, I go a little bit more broad in terms of promoting yourself. So it's basically everybody's read it so far has just been like oh my god you know this is like everything I need to promote my business it's all here in the media and also I give a little bit of extra stuff about you know guest posting and and speaking and all that kind of stuff and um there's downloadable resources with pretty much every chapter that that kind of help you work through because I'm I'm really into if if you're going to do this stuff you need to have an objective there's no point just doing it for the sake of it so helping people to work through what is it I want to do who do I want to get in front of and and trying to work out your media strategy from there what if you had so first of all we're gonna we're gonna we are gonna put the link to the book um if you have any any PR questions this this is the book um to get, um, you know, I know nothing about PR. So like I said that from the outset, I have no idea. Like I don't even know uh, where to begin. So this book will be on my desk as soon as I hit order uh, after the show. Um, but if you could give us actually, before I ask you that you also have the podcast as well, correct? I do. Yeah. It's called the soulful PR podcast. Soulful PR podcast. And so what types of guests do you have? Do you have guests on there? Yeah. So I alternate between, I have a a solo show midweek and then I have a a weekly interview. And again, it's the Soulful PR podcast. So it's all about how to promote yourself and your business. And I go a little bit broader on the podcast. So I don't just talk to people about press. So I've had people like 
Chris Ducker on talking about mm-hmm. branding. So I've had Nathan Chan. He was talking about, I think he was talking about branding as well. And oh, but, but how to pitch yourself, you know, in various kind of uh, scenarios. I've had Amy Schmittauer talking about video marketing. I've had Natalie Sisson, the suitcase entrepreneur, talking about running a business from your laptop. I've had, who else have I had? So I've had some, 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 you know, some, some big well-known names in, in the uh, online marketing space. And, and, the, the focus usually is about promoting yourself. So it might be promoting yourself through social media. It might be promoting yourself through press. It might be promoting yourself through your branding. And it's all kind of really practical takeaway stuff that you can go away and apply and you know, lots of lovely links to tools that you can try out and things like that. Uh, so we do go a little bit broader in, in the podcast. But sometimes I just interview people who are really good at getting press coverage as well and get them to talk about what they're doing and how they're doing it. Well, hopefully i can uh, i can learn something from from that because i definitely need uh i definitely need a little bit of help and i know there's plenty of the podcast listeners that are interested in that so if you could leave us with three things uh three tips on how to either uh get started with a proper pr strategy or how to avoid having to hire a PR company, what would you say if you had to give three of your best tips to any entrepreneur out there? Okay. So my first tip would be what I mentioned before, which is start with the low hanging fruit. So just start Mm -hmm. with finding journalists who are already looking for help with stories. That's nice and manageable. Using something like uh, help a reporter out and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. So start with that until you feel a bit more comfortable. My second tip would be, be and just trying to think of the, the the best tip for people would be to tell the stories that people want to hear rather than the ones that you want to tell so that's all about researching the publications and programs that that you like to get coverage in and trying to think about not the story that, that you've got that you think they should be covering it's like well what do they cover already and where where can I fit in basically mm-hmm. how can I help and the third one would be not to see yourself as a pest so when you're approaching journalists a lot of people feel a bit nervous about approaching journalists and that's because sometimes journalists you know they're under pressure they work to deadlines and they can be a bit snappy and short sometimes if you phone them up or just ignore your emails basically yeah, yeah. but essentially if you see yourself as a problem solver you go into that transaction quite differently so you're not a pest you're actually potentially filling a page for them or you're filling some air time or you're helping them go home early or get a pat on the back for their boss and so if you can think of it like that you'll probably go into that whole kind of pitching process feeling a lot more comfortable and a lot more confident well there you have it those are some three those are three good uh, good tips to start with janet where can the listeners find you after this podcast so you can find me at my website, which is janetmurray.co.uk or over on Twitter at Jan underscore Murray. And although I've talked a little bit about press releases and not being so keen on them, uh, people find me a lot through, that, that, that's the first question people have if they don't know much about PR is, is how do I write a press release? So I've created a little five day press release course. If you want to learn how to write one, it's a good skill to have, but it's not the only tool that you should have in your armory. So I've got a free press release writing course that you can come and do. And at the end of that, then I'll, I'll show you what you need to do next. Well, there you go. Go download, go download that. Go listen to the podcast, subscribe to the uh, soulful PR podcast. We'll have all these links in the show notes for you listeners. If this was interesting for you, please 
tweet at me at Vincenzo Landino and let Janet know that you heard her here on the Brand Boost podcast. Um, if there was other guests like this that you are interested in having on the show or listening to and having me interview, uh, feel free to reach out to me, whether it's Twitter at Vincenzo Landino or pretty much anywhere else at Vincenzo Landino. Janet, it was an absolute pleasure talking to you. I learned quite a bit, even though we didn't go too deep into things because I know you have so much more knowledge, but I learned so much and I now I want to start reaching out to reporters and using things like help a reporter out because I don't do that normally. So you taught me you something should. today. <laughs> you totally should. But thanks for I, having me. I will. Thank you so much. You have yourself a great day. Stay cool. This has been a VincenzoLandino.com production. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the Brand Boost podcast, please give us a rating, write a review, or subscribe. Head on over to brandboostcast.com forward slash subscribe.